This is Pastor Rick Qualls, and I'd like to welcome you to Soul Talk. This is a place where we talk about our souls and the different influences on them uh, for our body, spirit, and mind. We do all of this in order to strengthen our Christian lives. Hi, this is Pastor Rick with Soul Talk. Uh, we are glad that you're taking a listen today, and uh, what we do with Soul Talk is give us an opportunity to talk about everyday uh, events and everyday uh, problems that face us and how it affects our soul. Uh, we're all wanting a uh, closer walk with God, and so we're going to take a look at, uh, at loneliness today. Hmm. So this will be, uh, be helpful. As as do uh, we think this has gotten worse in COVID times yes. or in technology times? Really? Yes, I think technology has made a, a huge difference. Mm. Uh, Dave, how did your your day go? He, Dave's a youth minister, mm-hmm. and uh, Sundays are a long time. Um, so here we are on Sunday evening doing our tape. Yeah, yeah, we're we're recording this uh, for if if y'all don't know. Uh, this we this is a podcast, really, but we put it on the radio, right? Uh, so if you're listening to this on KFEX uh, right now on a Monday morning, uh, understand that you can find this podcast on Spotify, where it's put together like a podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, Matt is helping me do that, yeah. and he's doing a great job. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, Matt's been awesome. Matt's like our our podcast guy. Yes, he is. And so he's doing that. Uh, my Sunday, so we're actually taping this on a Sunday, and we can say things like that when it's not meant for radio. Podcasts, we're a lot more open. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to trick you like radio, make you think everything's live. Um but my Sunday was good, Pastor Rick. Um, I made some decisions to do some things yesterday that made my day really long yesterday. Ah. So I could have some built-in time for Sabbath today. Good. And, that and, is wonderful. And I absolutely needed it. Because if I wouldn't have done those things yesterday, today would have been just really long and a bummer. Yes. Yes. Uh, because, yeah, Sundays are, you know, for any pastor, really, even if it's not the head pastor, we have a lot of responsibilities. Uh, so I get there bright and early, even though I'm not the guy preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I get there so I can prepare to have relationship with my people, my sheep, my youth. Yes. Um, and I get great. the youth room open and ready and get the coffee maker warmed up. And so the kids need coffee. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a long day, but a good day. Oh, Sundays are always good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I used to... Uh, my adrenaline would be high at the end of Sunday and uh, pretty low on Monday. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) That's about right. Well, we want to talk a little bit about loneliness, and I ran across someone who uh, compiled uh, a list of uh, headlines from different magazines. Uh, The Surgeon General says there's a loneliness epidemic. That Mm. was in the Washington Post. Then in USA Today, it said, young people report more loneliness than the elderly. And that kind of surprised me that uh, kids especially are more lonely than uh, those that are older. Wow. Uh, The Boston Globe, the biggest threat facing middle-aged men isn't smoking or obesity, it's loneliness. The New York Times, the surprising effects of loneliness on health. 
the Atlantic, loneliness begets more loneliness. The New York Times, how social isolation is killing us. Hmm. Uh, it was after I was reading some of these things that surprised me about the effect of loneliness. And of course, with the pandemic, I think uh, that has made things even worse. And uh, one of the things that we do here is to take a look at these things and see how they affect us and affect our soul and our walk with God. Now, when I'm talking about loneliness, I'm talking about a lack of close relationships where you can share your heart and your life. Uh, the Bible teaches us that we are created in the image of God, male and female, created he them. And it says that it's not good for man to be alone, so I will create a partner for him. Uh, from the very beginning, uh, we were wired for social relationships. That's part of who God created us to be. Uh, but loneliness affects our mind, our spirit, and our body. Yeah. For instance, the internet and social media engagement uh, really can irritate the feelings of loneliness, depression, and anxiety. There was a study done in 2014 of college students uh, that was showing that. In 2019, the survey said that the group 18 through 27 reported having no close friends and 22% no friends at all. And that blew me away. Hmm. That was the age and stage in my life when I developed friendships. Yeah. And... Uh, Loneliness wasn't a problem at that point in in my life. Yeah, um, there's there's a couple things working against kids today, and 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 that's one of them. Uh, the technology obviously instigates a lot of this, but the technology at a time when helicopter parenting has become more um, common. Yes. So it wasn't it wasn't anything for kids when I was a kid, and probably when you were a kid, to just leave the house at the beginning of the day. And your parents didn't know exactly where you were all day. When streetlights come on, you knew you had to go home. Mm -hmm. But my parents didn't know where I was most of the day. On like during the summer, you uh -huh. know. Uh -huh. And that wouldn't have been abnormal back then. But I would say that that's abnormal now. Like, yes, yes, I think you're right. We have this like, I don't know if it's driven by the internet because we just know more things when we didn't back then. Because statistically, it's the safest time to be alive. But we may be the most cautious parents ever. Yes, we worry about things. Yeah. As a grandfather, I can, I can see that with my, my grandkids. Yeah. And I find myself uh, wanting to be a helicopter grandpa. Yeah. So, uh, so, so cell phones are already an isolating technology. But then you factor in this overcautious parenting thing that we do. Uh, my, my mom even does that with my kids. Oh, really? You can't let them play outside. Somebody will snatch them. I was like, you didn't yes. care this much about me. Yes. See, <laughs> grandparents act that way. What can I say? Yeah. And I think it's because of that we have an overabundance of information. Yes. And it makes us think that things are more common than they actually are. Yes. It scares us. Yes, it does. It does. But we have an epidemic of loneliness. Um, do I have time to say something? Yeah, go right ahead. Um, I appreciate this sort of talking about this sort of thing. Uh, loneliness in general, I grew up as an only child, 
mm-hmm. parent of a, of a single parent. And so I just spent a lot of time on my own. And I think um, through no fault of anyone's, it was just the circumstances of life, uh, it did a lot of damage to me. And mm. I've since learned in my Christian walk that the same thing you said, that we were meant for connection. Um, so uh, some years ago, like back in the 60s, some hippie, he came up with this uh, this idea that he thought would be like a, a luxury item. It's called a sensory deprivation tank. <laughs> I, I remember when those yeah. came out. Yeah, you remember those? Okay, yeah. so like what it does is like you, it puts you in like a little bit of water that was like directly tuned to the same temperature your body was. Mm-hmm. And um, you'd be in a tank with no light, no sound. No, It would like literally deprive your senses. Mm-hmm. Well, they ended up not being such a hot ticket for rich people. Instead, they started using them in psychological studies because they what, what they found out was fascinating. That when you deprive your senses of connection to other people, Within 30 minutes, something like 80% of participants would start hallucinating. It, yes. Yeah. Isn't that frightening? Within an hour, like the hallucinations would get worse, and you'd start literally losing your grip on reality. And, and, and what they found was, without connection to other human beings, it, it didn't take long for you to start, your brain to start breaking. Yes. We're ro- wired, literally, uh, with yeah. our neurons and all of that to be connected to other people. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. Yes. Um, Without social connections, uh, loneliness can be as lethal, now this blew me away, as lethal as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. Wow, how about that? There's so much we don't understand about our brains and about our, our, our souls, really, and how we work together. That's right, that's right. And uh, loneliness creates other negative effects on our mental health. Uh, It makes depression worse and anxiety and mood disorders and uh, just a basic cognitive decline. And so uh, we're gonna wrap up this section. Like to ask you a a question. When have you been lonely? And what was it like? Since loneliness is such an epidemic and uh, part of Christianity is making connections with the people around us, what can we do to make things better for people? Well, the Bible's uh, just very clear, and here's a couple of verses. In Galatians 6, 2, it says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, we, were, we are created and we've been recreated through our uh, new birth to actually help carry burdens for one another. John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no one than this than to lay down your life for your friends. Hmm. Now that is, is pretty amazing. Who would you be willing to lay your life down for? Uh, do you have anyone that is that close? Then Philippians says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, But in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. 
let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also for the interests of others. So what can we do? Well, uh, the first thing is to take conversations below the surface. Uh, when was the last time that you really carried on a conversation that was below the surface? Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the last time you asked to pray for someone and then forgot to do it? Mm-hmm. You can correct that by stopping right then and, and praying. Uh, it doesn't have to be out loud. It can be silent. But uh, one of the things that we can do to, to bring our conversations into a deeper, uh, deeper level is to pray for each other. Just simple thing. Or it helps to share a meal or coffee or dessert, especially if it's pie. Um, yeah. I'd love to eat some pecan pie with you. You had me until pecan. Until pecans. Oh, pecan yeah. pie. You can't beat it. Not a fan. It's the uh, rich part that's underneath the pecans that makes it best. Well, I wouldn't know. Because you got to go through pecans to get <laughs> you there. you got to go through pecans to get there. That's kind of like life. You have to go through the pecans. <laughs> to get to the rich part. Uh, Jesus often used the table as a place for his ministry. And the early church in Acts 2 gathered in homes. And I think this is supposed to be a model for us, but somehow, some way, uh, we have gotten away from those close fellowships. And then another thing that you can do is use snail mail. Now, you're going to have to explain to some of the younger folks what snail mail is. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're about to tell me to write letters, I'm out. You're out? <laughs> <laughs> I just like typing them now, Pastor Rick. I'm well, the... typing is okay. I have terrible handwriting. Well, my handwriting's not so great either. But uh, to get something in the mail other than your bills immediately brings uh, a little upper. And uh, on my birthday, I got a card in the mail uh, that somebody took some time to write in. Mm. And I found out he gave me uh, a bit of appreciation. And then he taught, uh, talked a little bit about what was important to himself. Mm. And uh, one time I wrote a letter to one of our city commissioners, somebody who had been very busy and spent years in the city. And I wrote him a letter of thank you. And he saw me later, and he said how much he appreciated that, that he had it framed and put it on his wall Hmm. because it was the only letter he had ever had of appreciation for what he had done. And so appreciation and writing it down can make a huge difference in somebody's life. You know, there's something in that, Pastor Rick, that, um, you know, we're called to love God and love our neighbor. Mm-hmm. We're actually talking about, my pastor started a series today about loving our neighbor, and it occurs to me that the action of love happens always in the present. Like if you're trying to love something in the past, it doesn't quite work. If you're trying to love someone in the future, like if you're just bent on like doing something for someone that happens in a future sense, you'll lose the present. Mm-hmm. Like in order to love someone well, to love whoever's around you well, you have to be present. Yes, you do. There's something about that connection of being present. You know, solitary confinement is a particular form of punishment that uh, we actually use it as to torture yes, you know, captives like 
a that, form of abuse. Yeah, yeah. Like in 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 wars and things like that, they use solitary uh, confinement, and basically that's just to keep you apart from. So I want to talk goes back to the connection thing we talked about. That mm-hmm. What we need is connection with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems to me that the thing we can do right now with what we're talking about loneliness is we just need to be present more. And I know that's tiring. Like the last thing I want to do after I spend a whole day at work is go to Walmart. Yes. The last thing I want to do after that is to actually be present with people when I'm (laughs) trying to get my stuff and get the heck out of Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's what we're called to do. There might be someone in that Walmart. We, this is what we have to pay special attention to someone in their own solitary confinement that we can't see. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that and there's a lot of folks like that. It's a form of torture. You understand that someone who's lonely, they're experiencing torture. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we have to, we have to be present with people. And I know this is why Jesus is always going off in the wilderness. He's taking breaks. He's taking naps because yes. it's, it's exhausting to be present. Mm-hmm. But we have mm-hmm. to do it. We have to find a way. And our whole world is about not is built around making us not be present. We can yes. pour our Technology attention into something else. Really uh, carried that to an extreme. Yeah. But we can't love. We can't do what Jesus told us to do without being present. Yes. And yet our whole world is built around making sure we don't have to be. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Quick question. How have you made uh, close friends in the past? Oh, my goodness. Just being around people. We'll let you spend a little time thinking about that before we get to our next segment. Oh, so we're supposed to think about it. Yeah, think about it. Not blurt it out right now? Think about it. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to think about it. Okay. Because I'm already a little little sad thinking about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll be right back. to spend this third segment just talking about uh, how good are we as friends and just kind of a self-examination thing. Uh, I'm going to be using Philippians chapter 1 verses 3 through 11 and verse 3 says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. What do people remember about you? Do they remember that you are friendly and open that they have good memories or do you just fall back into the fog of memories that are forgotten? Mm. Mm. The next part uh, that we find is in verses, uh, verse 3, which says, 
I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. That partnership gets back to the idea of making a real connection. If you're a partner with somebody, you're in it together. Uh, I'm just thinking about uh, missionaries that are off someplace, and uh, it gets lonely. It gets mm -hmm. lonely, and they need to know that they're connected back home. And so when we're doing things, we actually become partners with them. Mm -hmm. And as we're doing uh, ministry together here, uh, did you notice that Jesus always sent the disciples out two by two? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's because we need that connection. We need to be a partner. So question, who are you a partner to? Who have you opened your life to? Man. Then they uh, remember the best in you. Uh, do they think of joy and happiness and peace? Or do you remind them of fear and worry and anxiety? How would others describe you? Are you a relationship skimmer or one who's willing to risk and to go deep into relationships? Now, somebody who is a good friend encourages the best in you. Now, would you describe yourself as someone who adds to other people, or do you subtract from other people? And I think we need to remember that folks that are lonely need that connection, and not only do they need it, but we need it too. Hmm. Then Paul says that he prayed for his friends, and when was the last time that you stopped and really prayed for your friends. The last time that you stopped and gave some time to praying for your friends. Then a good friend also expect the best from you. Uh, who in your life holds you accountable? Do you have a friend who knows what to expect the best from? These social connections are absolutely important. Uh, when was the last time that you prayed or that you made a close friend? In fact, that's the cure for loneliness. It's the cure for our own loneliness is opening up to people and let them look in your heart. Yeah. Very difficult thing to do uh, because it's a risk. And I think maybe that's why we've given up on relationships and walk around the block with our phone and people just walking by each other uh, almost like robots not even making any eye contact yeah. so uh, just think about these thoughts about loneliness and uh, whatever your situation is in uh, take some of these things some of the things that the bible has said and uh, it can help you make friends and uh, then the other thing is that we need to be friends. And in doing that, you cannot do it without opening your heart and sharing. And so many believers, I've noticed that some of the best folks in the church that do the, the most are folks who never open their heart. 
Yeah. They're busy. They're busy. We mm-hmm. count on them, but they never really open their heart and share their needs. Yeah. And that's tragic. We need to be practicing that as believers. I think God's convicting is, I think we're in a season of God maybe convicting the church of some of the things you've talked about today. I um, felt, uh, I discerned that the spirit wanted me to do something this morning at church uh, that wasn't worship during worship. Mm. So the rest of the church was singing songs and I felt led to um, thank and pray for every church, every mem, every person in the church by name. Wow. So I wasn't um, able to worship this morning and I wasn't able to do long prayers, but you know, like, Oh, thank you for uh, this. Someone like even children. Mm -hmm. So for instance, the pastor's children were sitting in front of me and I said, um, father, thank you for Samuel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for everything you made about him. And I just pray that uh, he would feel your presence today. You know, and then just move on to the next one. And I went through everyone in the church instead of singing this morning. I just um, thanked God for every single soul in there by name and prayed for them. And I wonder if that's that has something to do with this, that we we're missing this individual connection that we should be about. Even if it's like you said, praying for someone. When was the last time you prayed for someone when it wasn't like an emergency situation? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, someone's dying. We need to pray for them. Why do we have to wait until someone's dying to pray for them? Uh, yeah, or when they've had some kind of tragedy in their life. Yeah, we wait till then. One of the things that happened in one of the churches uh, where I was doing some interim work was I had the name of everybody on a three by five card. And. Uh, Uh, every Friday I just went through that and I prayed for every single person. And it was amazing the things that God did. Uh, Just after a month or so, somebody who had been unemployed found a job. Um, There were two people that were called into different kinds of ministry. There was uh, a food program that got started. And all of that came, it was birthed in the Spirit of God as somebody took time to pray. Yeah. And, it, and I wonder if that's like, even now that would be looked at as maybe old school. How many pastors would you say in today's day and age of the CEO pastor just don't make time for that sort of thing anymore because they're too busy? It's not like, I'm not trying to say they're bad. I'm just trying to say they're so busy doing all these other things now. We're so busy. Even the pastors that, like to me, it would just be an obvious thing that like, no, every day, if I'm a pastor, I should probably be praying for my sheep by name at some point. Again, like I did this morning during worship, even if it's a small prayer, thank you, God, for this person. Uh, I pray that they would feel your presence today. Thank you, God, for this person. I I pray that they would be led by the Spirit today, that they would really plug into the Spirit. You know, just like little short prayers. Short prayers, and you can take a, a Bible verse of encouragement and building up. Yeah. And you can use that to pray over every single person. You could get through a few hundred people in 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's I think, why I think that's why the churches used to have prayer meetings. I think God is calling us in this season back to this kind of connection that we've forgotten. I, I think so, too. I think we don't realize how bad it's gotten with the tech. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Any so, any, so you, do you have any solutions or <laughs> <laughs> you fix it, Pastor Rick, fix it. I'll fix it. <laughs> uh, the other thing is I think 
for pastors that we set high expectations, and in trying to meet those, some of the things like simple prayer uh, don't happen like, mm-hmm. like we'd like to see. So anyway, as we wrap things up, I just want to, you to remember that greater is he, Jesus, who is in you than he, the evil one who's in the world. God bless. up today's show. Thanks for listening. Remember, keep trusting Jesus and stay strong.